0: Well, greetings, church family. We're so glad that you're joining us for online service here at the Church of Grace and Peace. We're wrapping up a series on thinking like a Christian. And in just a few moments, we'll get to that message. But before we do, I wanted to make sure you are aware of some exciting things that are happening uh, beginning in the month of October. And they really all connect in together. We have a brand new sermon series that's gonna begin the first Sunday of October. And the series is called Known by His Name. And we're going to be looking through a study of the names of God, uh, mostly looking at the names of God revealed in the Old Testament and, and seeing how they reveal his character, his nature and what it means for us as believers. And so we'll have this series that kicks off and goes through October into November into December. And at the same time, we're going to be kicking off a brand new Church wide growth group series that's connected with our sermons. So, we'll be talking in growth groups on the same subjects that we look at uh, in our sermon series. And so, it's a great opportunity to have a a fall season where we grow deeper with the Lord. It's also a great season to get connected with others. And uh, we're going to have Zoom groups, we're going to have live groups, so there should be opportunity for everybody to be involved. And the last part of this that I wanted to make sure you knew about is Sunday, October 10, uh, is our big day. And for our big day, uh, we're using this as a special day to invite those that we know, that we love, that we care about, invite them out to church. And so you can do that a couple of different ways. Uh, We can invite folks to uh, first service on Sunday morning at 8.30. We can invite them uh, to live service at 10 o'clock here on campus. Because afterward, after the 10 o'clock service, there's going to be a big festival out in the parking lot. Everything from bounce houses for kids and petting zoo uh, to food and just just great uh, family opportunity for the day. So uh, we're hoping that you can make it in person uh, on campus. But if for any reason that you can't, we'd love for you as part of our online church campus to use that day to invite folks as well to the online service. And you could do that simply by just uh, creating a watch party, by just sharing sharing the news that our big day is coming on October 10th. And finally, I would just say, would you be in prayer for this fall season, for our church family, that God would work in our lives, that he would grow us deeper, uh, and that we would see folks come and meet him during this season? So praise God for that. Thank you for praying. Thank you for being involved. Why don't we now go ahead and pray for the giving uh, that's taking place during this service, the giving that's happened all week long. We're so grateful for your faithfulness to the Lord and for your faithfulness to God's vision for the Church of Grace and Peace. You know, it's often that we say our giving is doing so much and oftentimes it's doing more than we realize we have our online outreach and our online church campus here we have all of the things that happen on campus in Toms River through services and all the different things outreach and ministries that happen throughout the week but then we also have the church partnerships uh, and the missionary uh, ministry partnerships that serve in our region and in New Jersey in the United States and in nations around the world and so our giving is is advancing the kingdom of God all week long in so many different ways. And so let's thank God for that and let's ask God's blessing on the giver here today. So Father, we thank you so much for all that you do through this great honor and privilege of partnership that we have with you. We get to partner with you to see your kingdom advance. Lord, as we pray, as we serve, and as we give. And Lord, we thank you that our dollars and our cents are translating to Jesus being lifted up, and it is translating into your kingdom advancing. It's translating into lives being impacted for your kingdom. And so we pray that the work of the gospel would continue to move forward. We pray that fruit would continue to happen through our finance and our giving. And Lord, we pray that you would bless the giver. And Lord, we pray wherever there is need, we speak life where there's need. We speak your breakthrough and your resource to those areas. And all of this, God, we give you praise. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so hey, now we're going to get to the message, and as I said earlier, this is the conclusion of our series on thinking like a Christian. I want to remind you, if you're watching on a social media platform, I want to remind you to go over to graceandpeace.org, and on our online service area, you'll be able to find the notes for today's sermon. And I'm going to be inviting you to take a little bit of an inventory, to do a little bit of reflecting on these points that I go through and actually to rate, you know, how are these biblical principles being lived out in your life currently. So if you haven't already gone over and checked that out, I invite you to do that now. And there'll be fill-ins and there'll be places for you to follow along. And, and again, I'll explain as we go. So in our series so far, we had uh, the kickoff where we talked about worldview and the importance of uh, our, our mind and in, 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 in the way we view the world around us and seeing it the way God does, seeing it through the Word of God. Uh, we continued in our second week talking about the importance of doctrine and being intentional in the development of our own uh, personal doctrine. Uh, We've had uh, from there, uh, the message was on being anchored in the truth and understanding the nature of truth as God reveals it and shows it to us in his word. And then last week, we took a look at the importance of thinking critically and the importance of of, uh, having a critical thinking. and, And the message was called the Jesus of the and. And realizing that as we think critically a lot of times in, in our world and our culture we polarize when a lot of times God is looking for us to see how we can bring Jesus into the various settings and situations in our world around us so that's just some of the the tops of the waves of the messages if you missed any I would encourage you to go back and check them out because the heart of this sermon series is that in, in these days that we live in that are so challenging and uh, can be so confusing that we We as God's people would be anchored, uh, not carried around and tossed around by by the pressures and the turbulence and the trends of of times and seasons that we live in and walk through, but that we would just be consistently faithful to who God is and who God is growing us to be as his people. So as we wrap up this series today, we're going to look at a few remaining biblical thinking principles. For daily living. So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, as we go through these principles, uh, I want to invite you to not only ask yourself, okay, have I heard this before? Do I grasp this principle and this truth for a Christian? But to even think beyond that and say, okay, it's one thing to grasp it, but it's another thing to say, and I'm walking it out, and I'm living this as part of my lifestyle. And so, you know, as we go through and we take inventory here, you know, these, these are a handful of principles I'm building on, of course, everything that we spoke about up to this point in our previous sermons. But the, these principles that we look at, they can be the difference between us getting shipwrecked as we walk through our faith and us just standing strong, being salt and light in a dark world, thriving even when circumstances around us are very challenging. All right, so uh, hopefully you've got your notes ready at this point. Let's take a look at the first principle that we're going to look at. And, you know, each of these, I took a biblical principle and I just threw a name on that principle. I I named them these different principles. So uh, if you decide you, you find another one that you like better, the important thing is for you to just remember what God is conveying in his word here, okay? So number one is the faith walk principle the faith walk principle. And that's acknowledging that our daily walk needs to be through the lens of faith. And, you know, again, we live in a world where, you know, we must use our five physical senses to navigate the world that we live in. But God has said that when we encounter life choices and challenges and things uh, that that come in the face of God's precepts, God's principles, and God's promises, that we have to make a decision to say, all right, this may be what's going on in my world. This may be what I'm discerning with my five physical senses, but God is calling me to not be moved by this, and God is calling me to walk by faith that what God said is greater than what I'm living. And then this is a key spiritual truth for living in victory in this world. When we walk by faith, now uh, notice I I didn't say we walk by ignorance or we walk by ignoring. No, we walk by faith. Let me give you an example. Life around us is tumultuous and the news is blasting ugly stuff our way. And don't look now, but I'm starting to feel anxious and I'm losing my peace and I'm feeling down. But God's principles tell me that to be of good cheer because Jesus has overcome the world. God's principles have told me that he gives his beloved sweet sleep and that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. God's principles tell me that I can cast my cares upon him because he cares for me. So now here I am experiencing this junk, but God tells me there's a faith way to live where I live above it and beyond it. Not by ignoring it, but as I see it, I move by faith on what God says, and now that brings God's power, God's anointing, God's uh, work into my life, so now I'm soaring above these things. Now people can look and say, man, life is tough, why are you not stressed? life is difficult why are you full of joy how are you getting such a great sleep and how are you at such peace and how are you thriving when there's so many ugly things going on in the world oh that's because i'm walking by faith not by sight Right? So this, this faith walk principle is a key biblical principle if we're going to think like a Christian. I have to look at what I'm seeing and I have to constantly be evaluating what does God's Word say? And am I living by God's Word? Now, now to just, just put a, an exc- exclamation point on this, uh, let's look at a couple of verses that specifically spell this out. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. I love in that translation that it says we walk, we live, another translation says, we live by faith and not by sight, not by what we experience in our five physical senses. What what our faith says based on the promises, precepts, and principles in the Word of God always trumps out over what we're experiencing in the natural. Romans 1, verses 16 and 17, It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Notice in verse 17, For in it, the power of the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So in every area of life, We're to be looking at, what am I experiencing? What am I living? What's going on around me? And what does God have to say about the situation? And then I actively engage my faith and I walk by faith. Really, really key principle for us here today as we're looking at principles to live by, to live as an overcomer as we think like a Christian. This is how a Christian is to think. The second principle I didn't name. I, I, I had started this saying, I just threw a bunch of names on these. This one I borrowed from Tommy Newberry uh, in his book, The 4-8 Principle. And that is your fill-in, 4-8, based on Philippians 4-8. And this principle says we need to be intentional to think about things that are life-giving. So the 4-8 principle is a thinking principle. It's a biblical thinking principle that says we need to be intentional to think about things that are absolutely life-giving. Now, now I'm just realizing I got ahead of myself before I, I unpack principle two. Go back to principle number one, the faith walk principle. Ask yourself, do I live this? Do I walk it out? Never, sometimes, mostly, always, circle on your note sheet which uh, which of those is true regarding your living out and walking out that walk by faith principle. And as I discuss principle number two here, this 4-8 principle, I want you to be thinking the same way. Alright, now that I grasp what you're saying, Jim, I have to now evaluate, do I walk in light of this? Never, sometimes, mostly, or always. So, Philippians 4-8, let's take a look at it in the uh, in, in the New International Version, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, anything is, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. In, in a different translation, the New Living, I want to actually go back to verse 8 and then we'll look at 9 again. <clears throat> it says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on whatever is true and whatever is honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and praiseworthy. And and so I I want us to acknowledge here today, God is telling us as believers, yes, there's going to be ugly in the world. God is not telling us here to stick our head in the sand. Again, this is not ignorance and let's ignore bad things. But this is about let's see the entire world that we look at through God's lens. And, you know, we are to be thinking about, let's go back and let's look at this list. We're we're to be thinking about right things. We're to be thinking about Pure things. We're to be thinking about lovely things, honorable, noble things, admirable things, things that are excellent, things that are praiseworthy. That's what we are to be spending the bulk of our of our time on. And and are you getting a picture for it, man? If if we spend our time thinking in that direction, we're going to become less critical. We're not going to be sour. We're not going to be uh, downcast and discouraged. Even when we look at the tough stuff, we can see it through the lens of. But God is still God, and, and God has a plan, and God's still on the throne, and God wants to work through His people, and God's given me the victory despite that. You see how thinking on what's good and noble and pure, it is so much easier to complain. It is so much easier to, to do the opposite. And, and let, let me put it in that context. Let me flip this for a second for us to understand how, uh, how toxic it is for us to do the opposite. So, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is false or whatever is lies, whatever is ennoble or dishonoring, whatever is wrong, whatever is impure, whatever is ugly, whatever is um, detestable or, or, or not able to be admired, if there is anything that is shoddy and crummy, if there's anything that we can complain over, don't think about those things. Right. But we as human beings, it can be so much easier to get into grumble mode, to get into gripe mode. And certainly there's a lot of ugly, ugly stuff going on in our world right now. That is why it is so important for us to go back to the word of God. We are to think on these things as I think like a Christian. I'm to be intentional to be making sure. That's why I love this in the NIV where it says fix your thoughts on all of these things fix your thoughts there's there's not only an intentionality but there's a bit of a assertiveness you know to make sure that we are keeping our frame of mind in light of what God says see in that frame of mind then we can be light in all this darkness we can be the beauty of the Lord in all of this this ugliness we can be solution and answer Amidst all of the bickering and strife and dis- division and junk that's going on out there. So living in, in, in these days, thinking like a Christian, we want to embrace the 4-8 principle. Let me ask you, how are you doing with that? Never, sometimes, mostly... Or always, where are you at as far as that principle, that biblical thinking principle being a part of your lifestyle? Let's move to number three. This is, this is one I would call the big picture principle. The big picture principle. And this says that you need to set your mind on things above. Set your mind on things above. And again, Colossians 3 verses 1 and 2 say, since then you have been raised with Christ Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So big picture principle is to recognize that there is a much bigger, bigger series of events and workings that is going on from God's perspective, from God's economy, right? So living with the big picture is saying that we are going to live with the priority of the eternal things, the grand cosmic picture, you know, uh, to have that uh, first and foremost as we think, as we do life. You know, Hebrews 10, verses 24 to 26, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more, as you see, The day approaching, capital D, on that day. What day is that? The day Jesus is coming back. See, that's a big picture thinking principle. We don't want to lose sight of the fact Jesus is coming back and it's any time now. And when we live in light of the big picture, when we think in light of the big picture... It's going to change our choices. It's going to change the way we live our lives. Look down uh, at Titus chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. It says, um, It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope. That's another reference to the rapture of the saints and, and the return of the Lord. The blessed hope, the appearing, of the, uh, the the appearing of the glory of our great God and savior, Jesus Christ. So the big picture principle has us recognize that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the father, that there is a day where he's gonna be coming back for his saints. There is a day where he's gonna come to judge the living and the dead. There is gonna be a day where there's a new heavens and a new earth. And if we will live now in light of the big picture, it'll radically, radically affect how we operate in the day to day and the things that get to us and impact us. And, 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 and how we respond to those things. So hey, how are you doing in light of, you, you know, living in light of the big picture? Again, would you say, well, I never do that. Sometimes I do, but I forget often. Uh, most of the time I'm doing that or always I'm doing that. All right. Let's go on to principle number four. The battlefield principle. And that is that we evaluate and take captive the thoughts that war against Christ so again another biblical thinking principle that's going to be a game changer for us to thrive and to live in victory is what I'm calling the battlefield principle and that's that we're we're at war against ideas and thoughts and imaginations and we have to make those things uh, take those things prisoner in fact let's take a look at second Corinthians 10 5 it says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This is a battlefield where we are demolishing arguments and we're demolishing these pretensions that that would, would set themselves up against w- what God is, what he's like, and what it is to know him. And then we take every thought and we make sure that it's, it's taken captive to the obedience of Christ. In the Amplified, it says, inasmuch as we... Refute arguments and theories and reasonings in every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into obedience, uh, into the obedience of Christ, that is the Messiah, the Anointed One. I love how in the Amplified it really lays it out, and this is talking about in our, our thinking. This is again being very intentional in making sure. That, you know, thoughts uh, work into ideas, thoughts work into philosophies, uh, thoughts work into worldview structures. And so we want to be giving careful thought into what's coming in. I know we spoke about that in, in previous uh, sermon series. We want to be taking inventory on thoughts that we need to say, no, you get into obedience to the Lordship of Jesus Christ in my life. Psalm 139 verse 23, search me God and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts Bring in our thoughts before god and letting holy spirit work in our lives to show us the thoughts that need to be kicked out the thoughts that need to be brought in obedience to christ uh and the thoughts that need to be anchored because they're god thoughts in our lives so hey how are you doing in that area you know, taking your thoughts captive, being um, uh, intentional with filtering your thoughts and 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 being intentional to push out and bring captive that, that standing against who God is, who you know, uh, what you know to be true regarding God and his ways in this kingdom. All right, let's look at the next one. Uh, this one is the spotlight principle. And it simply says, whatever you stare at, enlarges in your life and thinking. Now, this is a bit of a partner principle going back to the 4.8 principle. Um, you, you know, so this is kind of looking at, well, if we stare at a Philippians eight stuff, whatever we stare at and think about enlarges in our life like a spotlight, you know, it brings our focus to it. Um, that's good if we focus on Philippians 4.8. Uh, but if we're staring at garbage, it's going to enlarge and magnify in our lives. We have to understand we move toward what we focus on. So thinking like a Christian, we want to make sure we're focusing in the places where God wants us to focus. Notice in Psalm 34, verse 3, it says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. We want to magnify the Lord. We want to focus on him and all of who he is. That's that's going to be one of the wonderful things in this next series that we're doing. We're going to look at all of the awesome attributes and character and nature of God. And we want to focus on that in our sermon series, in devotion time, in small groups, so that who he is magnifies in our life, in our thinking, uh, because we move toward what we focus on. In Psalm 63, verse 6, on my bed I remember you I think of you through the watches of the night that that's that's a picture of just ongoing focused Uh, staring at, moving toward, leaning into. And we see that in that the psalmist says, oh, I think about you through the watches of the night, God. And, 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 you know, his response in these psalms is, Lord, your word is like a treasure. It's like honey on my lips. Lord, your ways are awesome. I mean, the psalmist, he's just getting his world rocked because he's putting the spotlight on the word of God and who God is. You know, in, in our world, if we're not intentional, instead of doing what Psalm 34 3 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together, you know, we, we do a lot of substitutes for that. Oh, magnify my fears with me and let us exalt them together. You know, uh, oh, magnify my troubles with me and let us wallow in sorrow together. Oh, magnify my sin with me and let's justify sin together. Right. There's all these things that, that we can in our humanity do, but we move toward what we focus on, what we magnify. So this principle says we want to make sure that we are putting the spotlight in healthy places, in the right place, staying away from toxic places. So, hey, how you doing with that one? Never, sometimes, mostly, always. What's your initial reaction? And go ahead and circle that one. All right, and now we're going to move to the last one we're going to look at here today, the love principle. It says our thinking must always be covered in love. I mean, and truly, church, when we get into the word of God and we just do a study of, of, of the word of love, I mean, it is to be central, instrumental you, you know, in all we do, it, it's an action, it's an attitude, it's a thought. You, you know, there's so many different facets of what it is to to be walking in love. But here's the bottom line. Let's take a look. Uh, a lack of love will bend and make crooked how we see everything we see around us. You realize we could be embracing a lot of biblical principle and If we are not walking in love, if we're not covered in love, we will still be bent in how we apply the truths of the word, right? Right. Doesn't it say in Scripture, being a student, rightly dividing the word of truth? Study to show yourself approved so that you can rightly divide. If we're not covered in truth, we won't even divide the word properly. I'm sorry, if we're not covered in love, we won't divide the word properly. Let's take a look here. This is powerful in 1 Corinthians 13. Wow. So love is absolutely instrumental. First Corinthians 16, 14 says, do everything in love. That That's the walk in love principle. Uh, Ephesians 5, 2 says, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. I love the way that's worded. Walk in the way of love. There's a way of love. It's a way to walk in, right? uh, uh Colossians 3, verses 13 and 14. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. It can be hard to do sometimes, can it? Right? Walking in love. There's a lot of painful things that happen. There's a lot of frustrating things that happen in our world, you know. Uh, But being covered in love, that's the principle. You know, I kind of sandwich these, you know, you've got the, the, I walk by faith, not by sight. And I must be walking in love and covered in love. Those two sandwich everything we spoke about in between. And church, if we will walk these things out in increasing ways, we will see, First of all, that we're looking more and more like Jesus, you know, in our day-to-day life, and we will thrive and we will be living in victory and the world will see our God through us. All right, so let's take a look at some next steps that can help us apply what we looked at here today. And again, they, they really will work to help us pull together what we've looked at over the last several weeks. So first and foremost is, you know, to ask the question, Have you made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life? If you haven't done that, that is the starting point. That is the first place that we go to say yes to Jesus, to acknowledge that we're sinners, that we need to be forgiven of sin, and that we need to surrender lordship and give it over to Him. The Bible tells us when we do that, that God literally takes residency up on the inside and that He washes away our sin, that He makes us brand new and that we now have eternal life. And and so if you've not yet at, at any specific point said, yes, here is when I have of my own free will said, I make you Lord of my life, Jesus, then make today the day you do that. Maybe you're, you're viewing today and you're saying, man, as we're talking about thinking and living like a Christian, I made Jesus Lord of my life at some time in the past, but man, I'm not doing it now. Well, why not today rededicate your life to Him? Make today the day where you say, I'm coming home and I am uh, saying, Jesus, afresh and anew, your Lord over my life. Maybe now the next step you could look at, if you already know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, is to take a look at what is your Bible intake. How can you improve your Bible intake? Is it good? Is it nourishing you spiritually? Or does it need any kind of increase? Does it need any kind of move forward? Uh, some suggestions you could see in your notes. Uh, growth group is something that you could jump on and be a part of. Uh, Bible study getting some own, of your own personal Bible study and uh, developing your own devotional plan. So if you need any help with any of that stuff, oh, our pastors are always able uh, to help you. You just let us know and we can give you some pointers, some ideas, uh, help you brainstorm you know, in prayer a little bit and what God would want to do. Next step that you can look at and think about is now going back to our note sheet and look at those six different areas that we looked at here today. And hopefully as you've gone through and rated yourself, you know, if you see some areas, hey, they're really strong and and they're areas that I'm I'm really getting it done. That is so, so awesome. But are there any areas where you'd say, man, they really need some work? And if there are some areas where you really need some work, then just pick one. Pick the one where you feel God is most tugging on your heart and then follow through into the final next step, which is uh, to look at, so what can I do to more think like a Christian in that area? How can I begin to develop that as a habit of something that becomes a part of the way I think? So I hope this series has been of benefit for you. I hope that the things we looked at here today were practical, giving you some handles that you can grab onto as we develop and as we grow in Christ. And uh, let me just pray for us and, and we'll be done. We'll wrap. So Father, I just thank you so much for your goodness in our lives. And I thank you so much that you've given us your Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us. You've given us your word as a compass to show us your ways and how to live, your great promises and your great truths. And so, Lord, I pray that as we would move on from this series into other important topics, that we would be those that would forever, moving forward, give thought to our ways, give thought to whether or not we are living and thinking like biblical Christians. So God, we just give you thanks for it. Lord, I commit each and every person watching here today into your hands. Lord, thank you for every good purpose that you have. May every good purpose come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, family. See you soon.